Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our program live. Let me first establish the fact that we are live on this, where I am, north of Dallas-Fort Worth, wet, cloudy, uh, it's getting not so foggy, not so cloudy, uh, Saturday morning, the uh, two days before Christmas. Good morning. How about you call a live, somebody who has the courage to do a live program at this time of year? It is 888-256-1080, Lawn and Garden Hour. What kind of goof would do a live Lawn and Garden Hour two days before Christmas? Well, it's a goof who didn't want to do a recorded program. You can't do a best of, first of all, you know, what constitutes a best of in, in my program? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just find that kind of humorous because... Um, well, anyway, I've done this for 46 years or 45 years, and I allow myself to to uh, say, I, I don't know that I'll ever have a best of program. But anyway, and, and to the point that this is so timed by the weather and by the exact time of year, because here we are now right at the prime time to begin transplanting trees and shrubs. And I would not have said that two weeks ago. And uh, two weeks uh, before that, it, it was still fall and yeah, you just can't, can't program over again. And so as a result, we do them live. That's the way it is. If you ever hear a recorded program here, it's because some wheels have come off somewhere. It's happened. Or, or I have done a, a just a big time production job to get a, a program ready for you. And, and those take four times as long as doing it live. Now, the downside is you got to have some callers and that's your job. I need your help. 888 256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. And uh, you call through now, you get Jared Taylor. Jared is also live. This is no AI producer, board operator, phone answer, call screener, a technician who runs the boards guy. He's there live too in the other studio and he's doing it all. So give us a call, won't you please? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on our program this morning. I'll be here until just a little before noon. Uh, there is a lot to be done at this time of year. And if you can't get it done between now and Christmas, I mean, that means today or tomorrow, yeah, we, we can wait. This can be done next week. But we'll talk about things that need to be done in the middle of the winter time. Um, there are a lot of important things. First and foremost, if as you are in and out of the refrigerator in the next two or three days, you notice, what's that bag sitting back there? Well, I think that's the tulip bulbs. Make note to get those things planted as soon as you can because you've had them in there chilling. You remember we talked back in October, you have to have 45 days at 45 degrees. Well, they've had it. They need to go out now. This is the time to plant them. I'll give you the grace of a couple more days to get you through Christmas, but uh, don't be calling me in mid-January saying, is it too late? Every year I get one. You'll hear it this year. Neil, is it too late to plant tulips? And it will be by then. So do it uh, Do it soon after Christmas. Uh, that's the sort of thing we can talk about, uh, whatever is on your mind. Give us a call, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Hope your week has been good. I've had a very interesting week this week, and we'll share some details with you in a moment. I, I hope you'll want to, to hear them. 
Uh, it's been very interesting and some of it on a personal note. So stay with me. Let me get my first break out of the way and then we'll get the program underway. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I've been uh, touting this uh, for the last uh, couple of months as a great Christmas gift and it still can be. I mean, you can go to my website. That's the way you're going to need to order it now. Our office is closed for the next 10 days. Uh, you can go to my website and order it. And then if you'd like, just print a photo of the cover and uh, give that and say it's on its way. Uh, Neil's going to sign it and send it to you, if, if that would suffice. Uh, or you can get it and give it as a birthday gift or something. But I think you'll find it to be very, very useful. And I've left it on sale for a little while longer just to help you. Uh, the book is written specifically for the Texas gardener, somebody who lives in Texas or one of the near surrounding uh, areas. Uh, it has 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and it shows you how to be successful in every aspect of outdoor gardening. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, and that deals with soils and climatic zones, things of that sort. Chapter two, is something I've never put in a book before. It's a 48-page calendar. It's a, a, a text calendar, not a grid uh, that you write appointments on. This one is a calendar that tells you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all the plants that you're growing for every county in the state of Texas. And that's four pages per month of what you do in January and February and so forth. And then chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I have long charts in many cases, lists of plants, but then I have a lot of text also and all those photographs. I guarantee that you will be satisfied with this book or I will refund every penny you spend on it. I've made that promise since day one with this book and I've not been asked in 85,000 books sold I've not been asked to refund on any one of those books, so I think you'll be satisfied. I sign every copy as it sells, and I'll get it right in the mail to you, ASAP, right after Christmas. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. The only way you can buy it now for the next 10 days is by going to my website. It's neilsperry.com. By the way, this is also a hardback, and it was printed in Texas on high-quality paper. That's uh, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Order it now, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. A $34.95, I don't think I told you that. I want to tell you about the Texas Certified Nursery and Texas Master Certified Nursery Professional Training Program. This is something that's about 40 years old now, and I've been in this business long enough that I was there when it began. And I watched the uh, committees. I served on a couple of the committees uh, to help get it started. And I watched them do their job. And, and the very first uh, uh, certification, the first person to be certified, I believe, was Sterling Cornelius, the man who really pioneered this project from Cornelius Nursery in, uh, in Houston, a real gentle man and a great friend. Well, now they have thousands of certified and master certified nursery professionals across the state. These people know more about plants and landscaping and nurseries and uh, how to help you succeed than anybody else in the state of Texas. They are at member nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. You want to shop where you see those name badges and those emblems because that's where you'll get the best plants, the best service, 
and the best knowledge to help you. Texas Certified and Texas Master Certified Nursery Professionals only at member nurseries of the Great Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll be back with more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. Appreciate that. And uh, if you'd like to call, we'd love to hear from you. A lot of people have a lot of things going on right now, and I certainly understand that. So, uh, But uh, this will all pick up right after the first of the year. It will get very, very busy and hard to get through. We have about 30 stations that carry this program, all the way from Amarillo to uh, uh, Alpine to Victoria and Corpus Christi. Got a, a note from somebody that wanted to book signs that listen to you every week on, on uh, in Corpus Christi. And uh, thank you for that very much. Bryan College Stations, where I grew up, and, and they have been very faithful to carry my program all the way through. This program has been on the air for about 35 years now. In this format, um, I have a daily program that has been on the air for 45 years. I had to do a little math there very quickly. Uh, anyway, about 30 stations carry this program right now live, and, and so give a call eight, all the way over to the Sabine River on the east side of the state. It's uh, fun to hear from you because I have to think about what are you seeing when you look out the window and uh, when you drive down the street, and it varies so much in our state. Our state's wonderful, and it's so diverse. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. I uh, debate uh, when I get ready to tell you something like I'm going to tell you right now, whether to do it early in the program or late in the program. And since we're waiting for some phone calls right now, I think I'll go ahead and do it right now. Um, I have shared with you that uh, I was diagnosed with uh, stage four melanoma earlier this year, back in, uh, in the spring, late spring, early summer. And uh, I've been in the care of MD Anderson in Houston, which is a bit of a trek if you live north of Dallas, but well worth it. And, um, this week was a visit where I was to have begun uh, my immunotherapy. Chemotherapy is not an option when you have stage four. It's all through your body. And uh, it began uh, three years yeah, yeah, three years ago right now with very tiny freckles on the top of my head. And those were immediately taken off. I was seeing my dermatologist every uh, three months uh, just because it had a lot of basal cell and squamous cell. If you, if you are of my age, uh, in my 70s, and uh, gardened all of your life, you're out in the sun a lot, and there wasn't any sunscreen at that point. I wore a hat when I could, uh, and, and a baseball cap all the time, but still, but still. Uh, so anyway, I, uh, I had that taken off right away, and the chance of it doing anything else were, I was told, 2%. Well, obviously I was in that 2% because it moved to my lung top of my head's fine, but there's the lung. No, uh, no uh, uh, lymph nodes or anything, just this little tumor in my lung. And so immunotherapy was administered uh, up in the North Texas area, but I had psoriatic arthritis and they gave me one that normally is not given to somebody with that and it had some pretty serious side effects. And that's when I started going to MD Anderson and they said, we're going to have to wait it out until you uh, kind of get rid of those side effects and we'll try to help you and uh, that time finally came and this past Monday was my time 
So I went down and had my CT scan to kind of get a benchmark of, of what had happened uh, uh, since the before shot was taken in September. And I got the, the, the latest CT scan and I saw my oncologist. And just to cut right to the chase, everybody when I went into the, the oncology suite wing floor at MD Anderson has 50 or 60 chairs. They, <laughs> their comment is we see more uh, melanoma patients. That's, that's what I meant to say, the melanoma suite. Uh, we see more melanoma patients in a day than most oncologists see in their practice. Um, and that's exactly true. That room was full the first time we went in there, my wife and I. It was not so busy this week with the Christmas things. But, but anyway, to my point, um, we went in at 3 o'clock and, and uh, the, we saw smiles on the, on the nurse and then the PA and then my oncologist. The PA said I wouldn't want to be, and she mentioned the doctor's name, uh, with what she's going to have to tell you this afternoon. And then she smiled. And she'd given me enough other comments that I, I knew it wasn't going to be bad news she had to tell me. When the doctor came in, she had her Santa hat on and a big smile. And she said, I have something to show you. And it was the September and the December CT scans. And she said, Neil, your tumors, there were two, have shrunk by 85% from the one treatment of the product that probably should not have been given to you in the first place back in September. And it's a miracle. That phrase, that word was used repeatedly. And so that was a pretty nice trip to MD Anderson. As Lynn and I left, uh, we walked back through the reception area, the waiting room, and there was nobody in the room except for the receptionist, a young man. And I recognized his voice as the man who had set up my CT scan last week for me. And he recognized my voice. And I greeted him and told him what I had heard. And he said, well, I'm in. I'm so struggling not to put her name on the air here. I'm in her group. And I was back there an hour ago. And everybody was talking about a miracle on our floor. And I wondered who it was. And now I know it's you. And so, at least for now, at least for now, I'm going to love my miracle and hope, you know, melanoma, you don't mess with. And for those of you who garden, wear your sunscreen and get yourself checked up really frequently. Dermatologists are your friends. It's not a silly thing to do. And... Uh, I'm immensely grateful. I've been going to a dermatologist now every six months uh, for 30 years and every three months for 10 or 12 years. And this melanoma three years ago was observed by a dermatologist two weeks after two other dermatologists had, had operated on two other uh, not melanomas within an inch of it. That's how hard it is to see these things. So that's my personal story, and it's just a testimonial to you to try to get you to take care of yourself. You matter, and there are people out there who want to help you. 
that's what I have. And it surely did make for a nice trip back. So, anyway. Let me uh, tell you a product that will help you celebrate uh, your landscape and your garden this winter. If you get into the Fertilome line of products, and we'll leave it in a general sense to start with, and that is the Fertilome people are based right here in Texas, in Bonham, in fact. It's a voluntary purchasing group, VPG. You'll see that name a lot of times. You'll see it on trucks. High-yield products are also VPG. Say it again. All right. Thank you, Jared. And I'm not seeing... Oh, I don't have my call screen up. I'm sorry. I'll get that up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish this ad, however, and I'll take it. Um, let me... Uh, uh, tell you about the Fertilone products. They are sold by independent retail garden centers, and these are the uh, these are the people who are your neighbors. They they own their stores. They are right there. They know the local conditions, and uh, they uh, are involved with what you are uh, uh, doing as a gardener. And uh, they really want to handle products that will work for you right there. And Fertilome is Texas-based, and that's why it's so important you deal with Fertilome products. And the one that I'm going to mention to you right now is, is called Winterizer, and uh, you can use it in the fall and the winter if you have uh, ryegrass or if you have fescue. These are, these are uh, uh, for, uh, grasses that will benefit from Fertilome Winterizer. 10-0-14 analysis. It's formulated to keep your grass going all the way through the wintertime and looking good. I noticed how beautiful the lawns look in South Texas right now. They haven't had anything near a freeze yet. And so Fertilone Winterizer would be fine in, in that area on, on the, the grasses. And it's also great on pansies and other winter color plants. So just keep that in mind. Fertilone products will be great for your landscape, your lawn, and uh, it's a, a great product to get you propelled right toward the springtime. Ask for them by name when you go shopping. Ask for Fertilone products at your independent retail garden center, uh, hardware store, or your independent retail feed store. Fertilone. And you'll be years ahead. I'll be back with more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Kelly Robinson, my friend of 33, we were adding this up the other day, 35, 36 years. I think you may, may have said 36, 7, something like that. So anyway, there you go. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. We go first to Roy in College Station. Roy, this is Neil. Good morning. Well, hello from Bryan College Station. I'm not at your old stomping grounds. Um, I just yes, wanted sir. to say thank you for sharing Thank you for sharing that about the sun and what it can do to our skin. Uh, I told your, the guy that answered the phone, I said, all I want to do is commend you on that because I had a grandfather who had farmed dryland cotton farming in Salado during the Depression era, and I grew up on that farm, and he was always vigilant saying, hey, you need to wear a big brim hat, long sleeve shirts, gloves, because look at what the sun can do to your skin, and... Uh, it showed me a plant where the sun had just tore up a, you know, just a plant, just dried it out. And he said, just think what it could do to your skin. That was many, many years ago. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And I do have one question. Sorry to bother you with that. Sure. I didn't tell your the guy. On the Fertilone, what's a good time to put the Fertilone in the Bryan College Station area? Uh, you would want to use that if you're doing the, the – uh 
you're talking about for your lawn? Yes, sir, for the lawn. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, you would, since it's a, a nitrogen product, you would want to use it um, about the, I would say about the 15th of March, and uh, then the fall application would be uh, probably about the about the first two weeks of September. Uh, the 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 other application, I got to get my my mind back around uh, things here. Uh, the Sorry the other application, that. the. the yeah, no, I'm I'm just kind of jumbled. You would have uh, the the uh, mid March uh, to late okay. March. You would have another one in in mid to late May, and then for St. Augustine, I would sit it out in the summertime because of a disease called gray leaf spot. I'd come back in yeah. early September. So those are your three times, and it's it's okay. just, I could not believe we we stayed in League City. Sunday night, and I, I couldn't. I'm sure that was Floratam, St. Augustine, and it was just lush, beautiful, at the motel, wow. hotel where we were staying. It was just beautiful. So, you, know, you can see why, you can see why people enjoy gardening in South Texas. But uh, it's, uh, and that's a fertilizer that could be used on other things, as I said, fescue and in, in North Texas or ryegrass anywhere, at this time of year. So it, it's. Uh, it is a winterizer fertilizer. They started that ad campaign in uh, uh, in September to get lawns ready for the winter, and then uh, left it in October, November for the cool season grasses. They probably okay. Well, good. Before long. Well, thank you very well, much. Good to hear Godspeed from you. to you good health. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Take care. It's good to good to hear from you. All right, and. Uh, See what else I wanted to tell you about uh, things that need to be done right now. I was out looking at our landscape and there's more tree leaves down. Um, the Schumard red oaks are just about the last. Oh, and my lacy oaks are finally losing, or I have one. My lacy oak is finally losing its leaves. That is the one drawback of lacy oak in North Texas. Uh, in, in South Texas, it wouldn't be as much of a threat. But uh, the one problem I've had with my lacy oak in North Texas uh, is ice damage. It happened on, uh, you may remember, a, a Dallas Cowboys game many years ago. Leon Lett fumbled a ball on the ice sheet at Thanksgiving. And uh, I don't remember the particulars of what he did, but I uh, remember his name was associated with it, and there was ice. And uh, Anyway, that was the year that my lacy oak just split to the winds because of, um, because of the ice. And it doesn't lose its leaves in time. And trees that hold their leaves too long um, are vulnerable to ice breakage. Well, my Schumard red oak up along the driveway has just finished losing all of its leaves, and they're all over the place up there. So I've got to get the get the blower out and get that cleaned up. So anyway, I, I know I sound like I'm whining, but the pecans are dropping leaves two months ago. It's just been a, a season of leaves. And, and for as dry as it was and as hot as it was, I'm amazed at how many leaves there are. The trees I would have thought would have shed leaves during the summer, but uh, but they didn't. They hung on to them. And we've had a very good pecan crop this year, which also is a bit surprising. Um, if you uh, have uh, interest in perking up your landscape for the winter time, this is the prime time to, to plant pansies. But more than that, pinks um, and also snapdragons I saw a lot uh, in, in Houston. I saw a lot of calendulas and sweet alyssum being planted. 
and they look just beautiful together and, and a lot of other things. And you can do that in other parts of the state in containers where you have some mobility with the plants, you can get them undercover. Uh, if you uh, hear that there is uh, cold weather on the horizon, uh, you want to protect your plants, then that's the time to have a, a piece of frost cloth available that you can pull over the plants very quickly. And uh, I have a couple of, I, I had some help uh, a couple of weeks ago, and those folks are out of town now for two weeks, and I said, you know, I don't know if we're going to have cold weather while I'm in Houston and while you're out of town, uh, but I'd like to go ahead and cover a few plants right now. They're a big wide bed. And so they're covered, and and doesn't matter that it's 60 degrees, they, they don't care. The frost cloth that allows some light in, and these are shade-loving plants anyway. It's Aspidistra in North Texas, which is not very winter-hardy, and uh, they stay covered some winters for six or ten weeks, just uh, because we covered them at Christmas, and I don't want to uncover them in January. That could might be a waste of time to uncover them because I might have to cover them right back up again. So. Uh, if you ever do cover plants with frost cloth, and whatever you do, don't use plastic to cover. It traps the heat and they overheat uh, in the sunny early morning hours uh, when usually our coldest weather is accompanied by clear skies. And uh, so these plants overheat the next morning. So use the frost cloth. It does a great job and it gains you about seven or eight degrees of uh, protection from cold by trapping the radiant heat in the soil. And then it also allows air passage in and out, and it also allows moisture in. But I still stick a hose beneath my frost cloth and let it run uh, to keep the plants properly hydrated if it's going to be more than a few days that they're covered. I bought uh, yesterday, uh, we were shopping in a local grocery store in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Of all things, had star jasmine in, in three-gallon pots sitting out on the, on the curb for sale. At 14.97, I thought, what on earth are they doing selling those here at any time, and let alone in December? But I love star jasmine, and I have uh, have space in my greenhouse to put two plants, so I bought two last night. But I just felt so sorry for the other 40 or 50 plants that were sitting there because people are going to plant those outside. They don't have a prayer of making it through a winter in north central Texas. Uh, maybe one winter, but they won't make it through two in a row. It's too cold, and uh, so you just buy from a buy from a nursery where you know you can talk to the people and say, "Is this going to grow here?" and uh, make them own part of that decision. It's very important. I love star jasmine; it grew beautifully for me in College Station. But that's how much difference it can make just going 150 miles north in Texas. You gain uh, you gain about a hardiness zone in Texas. I uh, want to think about this before I say it. I don't know if that that's exactly true. I was going to say for about every 150 or 200 miles you go. Look at the map. In fact, you know, we have a brand new USDA plant hardiness zone map. And I got to tell you, I'm not sure that they've improved it one bit from the 2012 map, which I really challenged also. The 1990 map still to me seems to be the most accurate in terms of how cold will it be in your area of Texas. So, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and I, I put the uh, I put the 1990 and the 2012 maps in the book. Uh, I want you to see the 2012, and I said even at that time, I think you need to look at the 1990 map because it shows it can get colder than what the 
2012 map claims. And that's important because that's what determines the zone and uh, that you're in. And if you buy the wrong plant for a, a different hardiness zone, it may not make it through your winter and you may have wasted a bunch of money. That is the purpose of my book, is to help you save money. The book is $34.95, and I think it will pay for itself between now and June. I, I think you will say, I made money by, by spending that amount of money. And uh, if, if, if you get to June and you say, I don't think it saved me a, a bit, I don't think it saved me the 34. I'll buy it back from you. That's how, how uh, firmly I feel that that's the case. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, Chapter 1, The Basics of Gardening in Texas. That's where that Harding is Zone map is, uh, along with a lot of other information. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, of what you need to do in December and January and February, all the 12 months, four pages per month. Chapters 3 through 11, Trees, Shrubs, Vines, Ground Covers, Annuals, Perennials, Lawns, Fruit, and Vegetables. I devoted an entire chapter to each one of those topics and um, spent a month of my life doing each one of them. And the reason I wanted to do that was to be very, very thorough. 840 photographs, 344 pages, high-quality paper. It's a hardback. was printed in Texas, and it was bound in Texas. It's hard to do that anymore. All the stuff gets shipped to China. No, I didn't want my book going to China. So it's not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It's available only from my website. That's neilsperry.com. Take a look at it, and uh, if you like what you see, order it, and I'll get it to you post-haste. My office is closed through the uh, 2nd of January, so the only place to order it is at neilsperry.com. Please do so now. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, just $34.95. Satisfaction guaranteed. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And we will go back to our phone lines. We have Bob in Plano. Bob, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have uh, my son's house. We live in Carrollton. My son's in Plano. He's got about a 40-foot-tall live oak tree in the front yard. He's uh, got some bark on the south side that's peeling away. It's about half an inch thick. He's got some green, looks like moss, maybe around the trunk of the tree. His concern is what might be going on. All right. How long has this bark been loose and peeling? Probably... Um, before the before uh, summer, it looks it looks well. It looks old, so I don't know exactly. He just brought it to my attention this morning, of course. Okay, how old is the tree? It's probably uh, looks like it might be native. It might be uh, the house is about thirty five years old, so maybe forty years old. Okay, uh, probably what you are seeing is uh, is a process called radial shake. R a d i a l radial shake. I had never heard that term until February of 2021, mm -hmm. uh, three years ago when the extreme cold hit. Um, the Texas A&M Forest Service introduced me to that term um, when we kind of conferred and said there's a lot of damage to the live oaks around Texas, North Texas especially, from that uh -huh. late winter cold spell. 
the fact that his tree is still living is is a good sign. How, if you were to go around in circumference, how much of the trunk is affected by that percentage wise? It's just the south side, and it's just uh, about um, eighteen to twenty four inches. There's three spots. There's two spots that are very apparent, like some of the bark's falling off, and um, it's about but is two it, feet off is the it ground. Affecting, is it affecting 25% of the trunk in, in circumference or, or more no, than that, less no. than that? Yeah, less. Less 25% would be high. All right. Our uh, benchmark of, of where there's going to be a serious threat to the tree is 50%. The tree may not survive. Oh, this, no, this is well below that, yeah. We saw thousands of live oaks that were, were damaged very badly. A lot of them didn't make it through that first spring. There were some that were gone within a month after the cold. Um, it, it's, it, it was kind of like a windshield that, that cracked uh, in right. the cold mm-hmm. with, a, with a ding in the windshield. And the, the sudden temperature change would just cause it to crack. Well, that's what happened with the bark of live mm-hmm. oaks and to some degree red oaks and a few other species, but, uh, but especially live oaks. The fact that it's uh, been this long um, and the tree is still there is a very good sign. Uh, probably what would be seen if you were to, to look beneath that is there probably is a roll of new bark that is forming under it and uh, starting to cover yep. back over I'm, the wound. Yeah, I'm looking in there, yeah. Yep. And if that's the case, yeah, if that's the case, that's great news. Don't peel the old bark off, whatever you do. The that was my question, or, yeah. or whatever is there is probably just there because of moisture. It, it, it would be growing on a rock if a rock was sitting there. Okay. Um, All right, good. So, good. I, I, <clears throat> yeah, and, and the fact that it's on the south side is probably because that's where the sun hit it when it was mm-hmm. really cold and uh, just caused it to overheat really quickly that morning and, and uh, just caused that popping to happen. Any, anything need to be done, Neil, or just give it some time? Not much you can do. Just wait it out and let the tree heal itself. Uh, it's it okay. is not something where you'd want to use pruning sealant or anything. No. Okay. Uh, if you needed to have somebody look at it, you you would want to have a certified arborist look at it. Okay. A All lot right. of people would we'll, do we'll the wrong thing. And, and yeah. Check your website. Yeah, it's got a full a canopy. It means full, fully leaved. So yeah, hang on just a second. Let me let me get let me get a sentence finished here. You would want to get a certified arborist uh, because that way you'll be getting somebody who is skilled and trained and experienced in dealing with this. This has been good. so common that the really good arborists uh, uh, will will be completely trained. On my website, there is one that serves in, uh, serves Plano, located not far from Plano, well in Plano, and so they they would certainly be able to help you. Neil, Merry Christmas! Thanks for your your advice, and we'll have a Happy New Year, too. Enjoy listening to you. Same to you, Bob. Thank you for Take the care. call. That's yes, great. Sir. Appreciate it bye very bye. much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right, let me get my last break in. We'll finish the program out for this uh, this day, and we'll be back live next week. And uh, let me tell you about Neil Spray's eGardens. It's my uh, free weekly electronic newsletter. It comes out Thursday, just a little after 6. I get mine at 6.02 every week by constant contact. And uh, we have more than 80,000 subscribers, so it takes a little while, and they send them out in bursts, and my burst comes at 6.02. I hope you'll uh, sign up for it. At least I hope you'll look at it and see if you'd like to sign up for it. You can see a sample right where you do sign up for it, and that's at neilsperry.com. We always have the most recent uh, example, and uh, so that's, that's where you go. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Same place you go to buy my book. 
and but instead of buying the book and going to the the store to to do that but i'm talking about the website store the book is not in stores i'm really taking this off to mars but instead of doing that you click on the e-gardens tab on my website and that'll take you right to the sample of e-gardens and the sign-up spot for e-gardens there always are five stories in e-gardens one of them is the featured plant of the week one of them is uh, always gardening this weekend where i point out the 10 or 15 things most critical to be done that weekend one of them is my q a you ask the questions i answer the questions and then a couple of other stories this upcoming week diane sitton has a wonderful story coming on chimeneas and their importance in landscaping so that's what you get with e-gardens neil sperry's e-gardens take a look at it at neilsperry.com click on the e-gardens tab and then finally one more time i want to mention to you the certification program of the texas nursery and landscape association these men and women have studied long and hard hours they have passed a really good exam that proves that they certainly know what they're talking about they are well skilled well versed and uh, they are the experienced nursery professionals in our state you'll get the best plants the best products the best service of any industry uh, in in uh, in the uh, in in your life and i think you'll be really happy that you have looked for that name badge and that emblem they'll be at member nurseries of the texas nursery and landscape association and uh, that's very important to you. That's what sets them apart from um, just average employees at the big box national stores. Texas certified and Texas masters, certified nursery professionals only at member nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you. We go to Sharon in Fredericksburg. Sharon, this is uh, Neil, good morning. Good morning to you, Neil, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and family. Merry Christmas. My question, thank you. thank you, Neil. My question is: uh, We donated a, a poinsettia to decorate in church, and afterwards, we're able to take it home. When I bring it home, how do I prolong its life for poinsettia? All right, all right. I can help you with that. Uh, poinsettias are uh, grown by. Uh, greenhouse operators who bring them along very quickly uh, so therefore they already have been fertilized you don't have to worry about fertilizing them you must not let okay. them uh, dry out don't don't let them wilt um, don't keep them sopping wet but don't let them wilt when you water them take them out of the the foil wrap that they may have uh, you yeah. would want to uh, keep them away from heat Drafts, don't put them near a fireplace. Don't put them near a heat register where hot air would blow on them. Keep them bright okay. and cool. If you have that, they've been grown in greenhouses that are 65 to 70 degrees. And uh, that would be the main thing. And, and I have kept a poinsettia looking beautiful, um, gosh, until Mother's Day by doing that. And uh, if you care to uh, bring it along as a plant that you might try to rebloom next year, although I normally don't encourage that, but uh, you would uh, repot it in, uh, in February or March into a much larger pot, probably a five gallon pot with good potting soil and let it grow for uh, the whole summer. You'd pinch out the growing tips to let it branch sideways. Uh, it will try to be a large shrub, maybe uh, four or five feet tall and wide. Uh, the larger they get, the smaller the floral bracts are. 
Uh, so there'll be only maybe three or four inches across, but there'll be a lot more of them. Starting the 1st of October, it has to have total darkness every night for 12 hour, 14 hours at night and then 10 hours of, of normal daylight sunlight uh, in order to bloom at Christmas. But uh, it's, it's a lot of work. It's better just to enjoy them. I got to run, but I appreciate your call. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy gardening.